How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. This is Sports Day, of course, for another <laughs> week on a Monday night. Scotty Seller and Matty Rogers. And that music, of course, is Padam Padam. And for the listeners that's thinking, what the hell is a Padam Padam? That's Kylie Minogue. It's not something that's on a, an Indian menu. No. It's Kylie Minogue's song. She was uh, she won her second Grammy 20 yeah, years apart cool, today. Eh? Yeah, for best pop song. Mm. Viral sensation, apparently. She's allegedly. just been like, she's just one of those people that just... She doesn't age. She's like a fine wine. Yeah, she's outstanding. Mm. Outstanding. Yeah, welcome to our listeners throughout the Super Radio Network family. And wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on SEN 1170, 693, on the app, and for New Zealand listeners through SENZ, welcome to the show. Big weekend, of course. And for our partners, Kia. Epic has arrived. The all-electric seven-seat Kia EV9 and World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness and nutrient ag solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, get involved at any stage throughout the night, 0457 736 736. We're in New Zealand, of course, it hasn't changed. Double eight, double three, get involved. And we've got a good talk topic tonight. It's around community rugby league, community sporting clubs, mm. whether it's AFL, soccer, whatever it may be, hockey, netball. And if you want to call up like Glenn does, 1300 01 1170, Daddy Vass will try and take your call and we'll get you into the show. On the show tonight, before we get to our special guests, and some of our segments, The Rat. Yep. How are you going? I'm good. Now you, said, weekend. you just said to me earlier on, mm. you said, oh, I've got so many games of golf organised this week. I know. And they're all with people that I've got, I've got to play with. You have to. Well, I have to. From now, a business point of view? Well, well a company Is it that, a networking point of view? Well, a bit of both. A bit like I've got a, you know, a good friend of mine and his wife, they're, going, they're moving to Europe. Yep. Um, and his dad's come down. So I'm playing with him and his dad mm. and my son on Saturday morning. Got a game on Friday teed up with all the golf geeks that we play each, yep. each week. At, and then on Thursday, the, the the team from Birds of Condor, who sponsored my golf day, yeah. they're coming up from Byron. And they said, we want to play at the Glades at 11. Can you come and join us for a hit? And I want them to sponsor my next golf day, so I definitely want to go yeah. to that one. So yeah, It's got, like they've twisted your arm, Yeah, and then yeah. on Wednesday, I've got a mate who's back from uh, overseas. He's a big wave surfer, mm-hmm. and uh, he loves his golf, and he wants to have a hit on Wednesday, so... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice yeah. segue into surfing, actually, because on mm. the show tonight we've got 1999 World Surfing Champ. And he's a legend. Mark Ocalupo okay. joins us on Sports Day to chat Pipeline Masters, which, Masters, which unfortunately has had a few lay days. Yep. And they got one round out of the way, mm. one, two rounds out of the way at the moment. So uh, plenty of Aussies in the men's still active as well. Yep. Well, yep. well, they're also active. No one's been knocked out just yet. Yep. But um I'm just excited to find out how how far are we from getting a men's world champ? We've had Steph Gilmore doing so well on the women's, but Ethan Ewing was so close last year. So I want to get his feedback on mm. where we're at in in, uh, in Australian surfing at the moment because the Brazilians have been so dominant for so long. Gamble responsibly, but I remember I think it was a Margaret River last year. <laughs> yeah. Parker, Parker gave us a tip well, on Ethan Ewing yeah. about round two. It was. Mm. Yeah, ended up going through and winning it. Yeah, yeah, yes. we got on that one. So, so we'll we, see what Oki thinks yeah, about this yeah, one. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like it or lump it as well. What are you liking yes! or lumping from the yes! weekend? Yes! Ugh, yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous as well. Come on, that's ridiculous. Now, Wounded Eagle here, this is an early one. Like it or lump it or that's ridiculous. He says, I was at the cricket yesterday, SC, of course, a couple of seats away from where the guy missed the catch and wall the ball. Did you oh. see that? Oh, my God. Uh, 
That, just that, sounded horrific. That was sickening. Oh. He must have had a few beers. Went straight through the hands. Bad technique. Oh, bad technique. Bad technique. Yeah, yeah. yeah always put the thumbs behind each t- other. T- tough, you know? to get, tough to get yourself in good position there yeah. when you're surrounded by seats. So, like, and you've got to have the hands out of the front of the front of the ball. Now, you can't have them underneath your chin because you lose sight. No, nah, but, but you know what he should have done? He should have gone side on, just gone for the one-hander. Yeah. Like old mate who did the double dragon. Yep. After he caught you, remember back in the day? He's at the end of the stand, catches a thing, throws it back, sits down, has a puff on his ciggy, yeah. and blows the smoke at his nostrils. Wounded Eagle says it was a sickening noise. What I'm loving was that the Australian doctor came out of the sheds within seconds to check on the lad who was in a bit of a mess. Doctor first, Australian team member second. Big tick. Cheers, Wounded Eagle. Mm. Well done. Yeah. Also, we've got a really good segment tonight, uh, interview, I should say. It's from a, a company called Shouser. Yes. So it's a dog wash initiative. This is outstanding. And when we do the interview a little bit later on, this is all about a really good initiative. If you are a, a parent or you are on the committee or whatever it may be at a sporting organisation in the community, which is regional grounds, country grounds, city grounds, anything from NRL below, all second tier to, to country footy, soccer, whatever it may be, this is a great initiative for your club to earn much-needed revenue outside of your canteen and drinks and whatever it may be. It's, At so, absolutely zero cost. That's the best part about and, it. And, you know, you're going to be thinking, what's the catch? No catch. But So on the back of that, Rat, we spoke about local, your local legends, your mm. local footy club, your netball club, your cricket club, whatever it may be. Who, who's someone, might be a volunteer, could be a player, uh, could be anyone, could be an old coach, could be one of the supporters. That is a local legend. Now, yeah. I'll give you an example while you think of yours. Yeah. When I was coaching down at the Byron Bay Red Devils, shout out to a guy called Eli. Eli. Eli was like a local legend around Byron. Right. He was just heavily invested in the club. He'd turn up and play second grade. He'd have a couple of beers after second grade. Then he'd sit on the bench for first grade, get on the bench for first grade, and the crowd, the, the, the locals absolutely loved him. And he was also off the field. He was the – he was the – player of the match off the mm. field as well. Like he was just a local legend when it comes to the Byron Bay Red Devils. Yeah, I, I was probably a little bit young, Sats. I, did, I didn't play a lot of club rugby league or rugby. Like I, I just played schoolboy stuff because I went to boarding school, so I didn't get the chance to play a lot of club stuff. But there was one person that I remember vividly. Mm. I was about oh, five or six years old playing at the Engadine Dragons. There's a guy named Mark Noakes. He's now, a many, Cronulla now. Many He's people been Cronulla know, for years. Yeah, so many people would know Noaksy. He's a guy, when you see Cronulla singing the song in the dressing room, belting the yeah. esky. So Noxy was uh, an Engadine dragon, um, and we lived in Engadine at the time, and he was just the guy that everybody looked up to at the club, and he always got around the kid, and he you know, gave him a pat, bum pat, and, you know, get out there, boys. And he was, he was the guy that we all looked up to and thought he was going to go on and be the star at Cronulla and you know, be yep. the hero of everyone, but he was just a great fella. And you can see what sort of a club man he is. I mean, he's... Um, He's, he's, he's survived a few iterations of coaches at Cronulla, <laughs> yeah. and there's a reason for that because everybody wants him around. Yeah, yeah. You know, which, which shows what a good club man he is. So he's a bit of a legend at NRL level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cronulla Sharks. Yeah, so yeah. 0457 736 736 or 8883 in New Zealand. Who are the local legends in and around your club? It doesn't matter what sport it is and why. Why are they a legend? I reckon we'll get a few through with that. Now, on the back of that ridiculous, uh, this is Mark on the text line says, no free-to-air coverage of our national cricket team ODI games. Come on, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Mm. That, that is absolutely ridiculous. Aesthetically on TV, it looked terrible crowd-wise, especially mm. the MCG. That was horrific. And then 
yesterday at the SCG, I think it was about nineteen twenty thousand for a you know forty odd thousand. Remember back in the day, if it wasn't sold out, it didn't go on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. If the if the man, mm. that was, yeah, yeah. And you have to get like I, I think my old man he. he he dodged something up where we had a satellite to get us the Wollongong Channel Nine, yep. so because we were in Sydney and you couldn't get the the Sydney game yep. if it was there, mm. you, but you could get MBN in in Wollongong. Yep. So we got to watch it anyway. <laughs> Didn't go to the game, but yeah, different times. Off the back of that, boys, yep. tell you what's ridiculous: mm. Xavier Bartlett not getting picked for the SCG test after getting four for on. On debut, the SCG o- ODI. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I suppose they're using the ODI to probably blood a few. Yeah, he proved it in game one. He's going to be there for a while. He was good, but wasn't he? Yeah. What are the movement in the ball? In yeah. swing one way, in swing yeah. the other. He was great. Uh, like it or lump it, remember, look out for sunrise, enjoying local service, liking or lumping. We've got one here actually from Daniel. It's, it's pretty long, but what he's saying is that he's lumping the NRL's national play development framework. What he means by that is the game, he thinks they haven't thought it through. Banning competition, so you're not playing for grand finals up to under 13. I think no tackling, uh, up uh, till under sevens or se- under sevens onwards or whatever it may be. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't care whether they're playing for grand finals, kids. Cause I think sometimes the parents are live more for the, the grand finals than really kids. The kids finish playing footy; they just want to go and play with a, a can in the, in the Ingle area somewhere. But uh, so playing grand finals up until under thirteens, I think don't think concerns me. But I, I don't think, like that. So I think on the back of it, they need and, but on the back of that, I think they need to have some sort of gala day. Each year, where every team play for something, play for something. Yeah, right. Like yeah. so, we used to play in the Tommy Bishop Shield yeah. and stuff like that back in so the day. Have a gala day where they can play for a trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But throughout the season, just let them play. The, the tackling's an interesting one because tackling's all about confidence at that age. And, and if you're not coaching technique early, yeah, it can have a real detrimental effect when kids get bigger and faster and. And you haven't had really good coaching from an early age. Well, it's something that the league, I think, probably have to address in terms of the coaching and, and who's coaching the coaches. Yeah. Like, it, it's not that hard to get your coaching certificate and just rock up and, you know, you, you might be coaching eight-year-olds that are very, very vulnerable and you've got to teach them technique on mm. how to how to tackle. Um, I don't mind um, if they've got some sort of framework around that that, that that governs, you know, teaching correct technique and all that sort of stuff. But... Look, you know, every every contact sport now, Sats, has, has become very gun-shy yep. when it comes to contact, particularly with juniors and, and contact around the head. Um, I know in rugby that the rule now is start, you've got you to tackle below the chest, yep. below the nipples, mm. down. Like, you can imagine, like in rugby, they go in with their head down to yeah. try to set a, set a ruck. I mean... I think we're going to see, um, yeah, it's not going to be good. What do you think about, I mean, again, I don't know the data behind head headgear, but whether mm. every kid has to wear headgear. But outside, what about if you did one half non-contact, one half contact? Mm. If taught correctly at clubs and the framework around coaching the coaches was, was a good one from mm. the NRL, all bleeding down for community yep. rugby league, I think maybe there's got to be maybe a smaller period of, of contact yep. that allow them to... Just a little bit each year as they sort of develop. Yeah, just that increase. What you mean? Like just yeah, increase, just increase it, it through yeah, the year ages. By year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. What are you lumping or liking, Rat? Oh, what am I lumping or liking? Um, oh, well, we talked about it. I'm Kylie Minogue. Yeah, liking that. Yeah, yeah, liking it, but lumping the fact that she wasn't there to get her Grammy. No, because it starts at something like ten or eleven o'clock in the day, and it goes all the way through the afternoon. 
Right. So she was in a hotel room when it was announced. Did she getting ready to go to the Grammys? Did she? Did someone like word her up like your award's going to be coming? Yeah, at this she point? knew, but she's like, I'm not going to. Well, for some reason, they get there later, and don't have to sit there all day. It doesn't make sense. But why don't you go get your award then leave? It's like getting the Dally M. Well, they went and got you and McGrady, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It was they did. Slippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, like it or lump it, I'm not sure whether I'm liking or lumping. PVL seems to be off the PNG wagon. And well, you got you can't sit on the fence, mate. Do you like it or do you lump it? I'm liking it that he's thinking about. He likes to think that the Bears, the North Sydney Bears, play some part in expansion. I like it. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. But where? I think it can only be. Well, it can't be west of Brisbane because it's not really north. North North Bears. Mm. Um, well, they're not going to be called the North Bears. They're going to be called the Bears. The Bears. If it's that, I would go Western Brisbane Corridor yeah. because the AFL is just going to annihilate rugby league yeah. in five or ten years' time. Yeah. Um, good good place for Bears fans to come to Southeast Queensland mm-hmm. for a holiday. Come yeah. watch their team play two or three games, home games out of North, North Sydney. Sydney Oval. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Perth would probably be the if they want to make it a truly a national mm. rugby league. Probably Perth's probably the. Yeah, you don't think they could have some sort of affiliation with PNG? It's, I don't know. I don't oh, know. I, I don't just... know whether the recent riding up there is is maybe given the NRL's been make them a little bit gun shy about. I've got a, I've I've heard compound built, housing for players, playing games up there. I couldn't think of anything worse. Uh, I'm living in a compound. Well, I think it'd be a pretty big compound. I think the government's sort of behind it. Okay, so like, I mean, if the family want to go shopping, yeah, you go with an armed guard. Oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think you get what. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've yeah. It's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen here because mm. the, the Australian government's throwing money behind it. Yep. Um, PNG obviously want it, the improved relationships, all that sort of stuff. I think what we should be doing is the NRL is throwing millions of dollars into their their junior pathway programs. Yeah, right. And just getting Develop kids players. from 13, 14 and yep. coming through really good coaching. And what about even if they Even if they're not rugby league players, getting them from other sports and, and trying to Do you think – I just don't think them. a Papua New Guinea team could work if it wasn't based in Papua New Guinea. Like, how is, it, how, is, how is it their team? Yeah. I, and I, I don't like it being out of cans because it eats into the North Queensland yeah. Cowboys fan it's, base. So, if anything, what do you base it out of yeah. Darwin? You lived in Darwin? Yeah. It's a great, great town, Darwin. Mm. It's unreal. It's loose. Oh, mate. It's loose. It's a good town. So, there's, a, <laughs> yeah. there's a fair few WA league fans over there. Mm. Yeah, there is. But I, I, don't, I don't think if, if PNG can have a team, it's got to be able to be based out of PNG. Mm. Yeah. And it, and similar to like if you have a South Pacific side. You know, like you, you think about the side you could have out of the South Pacific, like Tonga, Fiji. Yeah, but you're living in Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit different to living in Port Moresby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, but, but I think Port Moresby's getting better. I've been there. Like, did you, the, did you the, see the scenes from there three weeks ago? Yeah, but, but that's just a one-off. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if a referee makes a call that oh. costs the game? Oh, gee. Yeah. They, they're just passionate, Sats. They just love their oh, footy. Oh, I love their passion. They get you know, it wrong. You know what? The, like, the vision on TV of when you see those games and you see the Papua New Guinea fans in the stands going absolutely bananas, like, it's great. Mm. Like, you, I'm sick of seeing stadiums that have got no one in it yeah. at rugby league grounds. Mm. So. Let's, let's say this. You're 20 years old. You know, uh, a club comes up to you and says, here's a three-year contract. We're a new club. And it's based in Perth or PNG. Where are you going? Well, if you've got a choice, but but 
mate, they're, they're expanding this club. They're, they're expanding this competition to 18 teams. Mate, players are going to be needed. If you're a good player, like, I mean, look, right now, players are spread pretty thin, right? Yeah. But we've, like, we've got a lack of depth across. I just think you'll get a good tier of, you know, like the Kummels did well when they first came in, into the Q Cup. The Hunters, yeah. Oh, the Hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Hunters. Won the comp. Yeah. A couple of years, three years in, yeah. Um, I just think if it's up there, I think they'll develop, I just think they'll develop great, great local talent, put money into the pathways. I think the majority of the team would be PNG players. Really? In, in a number of years. Wow. You think about it. Think about the players that they've got that have come out of PNG mm. over the years. The Marcus Byers, the Adrian Lambs, uh, Justin David Meads, uh, Justin Ollams. David like, Wesley. You think about them. Like if, if they have a, a system up there, uh, I think it can work. Hey, um, this is what I'm liking. I'm not liking this. I'm loving it. So my wife, it's her birthday soon and she had a bit of a, 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 a dinner on Saturday night and, and her and Woogie have known each other through radio for oh. you know, 20 years. Yes. So, um, so Woogie came along and, and one of the guys, one of my closest mates, Craig Weston. Remember Craig Weston? Played at the Gold Coast and Roosters and Crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His nickname's The Prince. Right. Because he was going to be after the king. Right, okay. Yeah, coming through. One of the great schoolboy players. Anyway, he was. So put Craig Weston's standing there. I introduced him. I said, oh, Westo, this is Jason. Uh, this is Woogie. And he goes, oh, because he listens to the show. Yeah. Shout out to Westo. be listening right now, The Prince. Mm. He said, he said, oh, you're Woogie. Oh, I wondered, like, what you looked like. And he said, I was only thinking. Oh, and Woogie started pumping his chest oh, out. Oh, chest like, out. Like, Look at people this. listen to the show because of me. And, <laughs> yeah, he's, and he goes, I was actually thinking about you today. He goes, oh, yeah, what were you what, listening to the radio? He goes, no, I was in a KFC. <laughs> 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 oh. He didn't know what he looked like, and he still was thinking about him when he was in a KFC. Exactly. That's impressive. Yeah, exactly. Impressive. Yeah. Uh, enough of the nice crap, Rooster Muzz says. Now, Worm, you said that the singing Budgie song, this is Kylie Minogue, has gone viral. It sure has. It's called Padam Padam. Mm. Yeah. It's gone viral, he said. It sure has. It's given me a virus. If her version <laughs> of that song won, then how bad were the other songs that didn't? <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, it's... um. Yeah, I mean, music nowadays. And, and, and I'm sure Rooster Muzz grew up, you know, listening to, you know, Australian Crawl and, mm. you know, the likes of Cold Chisel and Noise Works and just good Aussie rock music. And now, you, I, I just, music just doesn't quite, I'm, that's why I'm back into country, I'm loving country music now. Well, your, your brother's singing a lot of and country. And he's doing great. He's yeah. doing amazing. Donnie. And, Donnie um, Rogers' music. Yeah, you yeah. To Don Rogers' music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mate. I just love instruments. Yep. And you just don't see bands with instruments that, that often anymore. <laughs> like, where are the Nirvanas? Well, we know where Nirvana's gone, yeah. but you got the Foo oh. Fighters and, you know, oh. there's not many of them. Yeah. You too. Yep. You know, like, mm. there's not many actual bands left. We've got a text here from Podgy. He says, poor Woogie. No, not poor Woogie, Podge. Not poor Woogie. Uh, any other like or lump? Now, so who wrote in liking the invitation to the Kelsey brothers to attend the opening game of the NRL? Me. Is that you? Yes. Isn't it too late when the Kelsey brothers are there? Like, shouldn't they be pumping stuff into the Kelsey's um, podcast, the NRL? Well, it'd be smart, wouldn't it? It's the biggest podcast in America. But uh, I I did hear Jason Kelsey talking about wanting to – oh, sorry, Travis Kelsey, about wanting to to go to a rugby match. Mm. So it's a perfect opportunity to get him there. Um, His girl, though, she's going to be in Singapore um, doing her world tour. So he'll probably be on the road with her. 
following yeah. her around mm. the world. He won't be going to the NRL game. No. no. NRL should uh, buy into Joe Rogan's podcast. Hasn't yeah. he got a massive platform? Imagine Joe Rogan bigger talking than, about big, the Biggest podcast in the world. Is it really? Yeah. He's wow. just bigger re-signed. Than bigger than CNN. Gets more, more like... Views. Views and, and more reach than CNN. Wow. We'll be like that one day, Sats. Yeah, yeah, one day. We're getting there. Uh, let's get to a break, uh, but don't forget, get in your club legends at your local footy, netball, cricket club, AFL, whatever it may be. This is on the back of a really good chat we're going to have later on about Shouser, which is a dog wash initiative for local clubs, community clubs, to earn some really good money for their clubs. And if you want to get in, in, uh, involved and know a little bit more information, shouser.com.au. And also get your like it or lump it in as well. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day on a Monday night. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. California girls certainly live up to their reputation. We'll see the contest results a little later on. Let's go to Dave Stanfield down in the sand. You get out of the water and a bunch of girls attack you. What, what's going on? Well, um, maybe I'm popular, but I'm not too sure. Not as popular as Tom Karen, but uh, I'm doing good for uh, an Australian. They love you over here in America. Okay, about the heat. You're hot. Well, I had a good heat. The tide came up, and I got four rice, which I didn't get in the last set. So I feel confident now. Good. Well, best of luck. Let's, we're we're waiting for the results right now. See if Aki won. Seems happy with his performance. There he is, Marco Kalubo, 1985 OP Pro Classic in Huntington Beach, and he's up against Tommy Curran. And, and of course, him. he won that 1985. How old was he, Rat? I think he was 17, 18. Oh, he's on the line. We'll I'm going to ask him. How are you, Oki? You can't play that. You just can't play that, boys. <laughs> that was 1985. I can't listen to that. <laughs> hey? 1985 against Tom Curran in the uh, in the final. So how old were you there in 1985? Well, I sounded quite young. I mean, my voice hadn't broken yet, right? Like, so, I, I mean, well, it broke pretty late, but I mean, I guess I was 16 or something. Yeah. I was probably 12, but oh, my goodness. 16. How are you, boys? Yeah, yeah really well, good. Well, thanks mate. thanks well, for taking well. time out, man. Of course, the Pipeline yeah, Masters on at the moment. First round wraps, some Aussies going through. Before we do that, but there's been a, f- a few lay days due to the conditions. What do they do in the day- downtime, the, the surfers these days? Well, you know, I mean... It's a tough one over there at this time of year. It's quite, you know, when we used to have the event, it was more December. But January is more of a stormy month, and the winds have been onshore there every day. That's why they haven't been able to run. So there hasn't been a lot of um, surfing time. So they'd, they'd be probably getting really itchy feet to get it, you know, to get it back going. But um, hopefully tomorrow, like, there is a new swell coming through tonight. Uh, West swell, I actually was on the phone to the voice of uh, WSL Joe Trappel today. And, um, you know, they're expecting a pretty big west. Well, hopefully not too big. It might be a bit, you know, wash washing through there. It's, you know, if it's over kind of the 10, 15 feet market, kind of washes through a fair bit. It was a bit like that on the very first day, but still contestable. But hopefully, you know, it'll be kind of like that. Because the first day was exciting, you know. Yeah. You, you know, it was pretty big, heavy pipe. Yeah, yeah. So in that first day, Oc, we had... 
that are, uh, six Aussies competing in the, on the men's side of the draw. The women haven't got underway yeah. yet, but um, yeah, Jack Robinson, yeah. Ethan Ewing, Callan Robson, and, and Ryan Callan, and they all they're all through to the round of 32. But Liam Liam O'Brien and Jacob Wilcox they go into the elimination round. So that, that's just a two-man heat, and they'll surf up, and the, and the loser goes home. Is that right? No, no. Well, they got through their elimination round. Oh, so, um, yeah, they did. Liam had a, a good heat that afternoon, and I think Jacob made it into. But next, this next round that we're on to, which is sixteen heats, yep. um, they're all elimination. Yep, it's man on man. Every um, so it goes with that, just like a tennis bracket, right through to the final. Now, nice. so um, sixteen heats, eight heats. Yeah, the quarters, semis, final. So. Um, you know, the, the Aussie boys are doing good. Um, Liam looked good, and Jacob Wilcox, uh, he's, he's been, you know, always good in big, heavy waves, slabby, tight waves, so you'd expect him to do good over there. And yeah. um, Liam, you know, um, he had that bit injury, radical injury at Pipeline a couple of years mm. ago, but he's, he, he bounced back last year, made the quarters, so he's quite good out there. You know, he's a bit of a, you know, a smoky, really, like um, both of them, you know, like I, I expect... Both of them maybe to, to do quite well. And, and Ryan's, you know, pretty experienced. But, you know, the Aussies are looking good. Ethan's had a really good heat too. Um, so, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about Ethan. He was our best finisher last year on tour. Jack Robinson sure was. wasn't, wasn't far behind him, had a good start to the year. Mate, we haven't had an yeah. Aussie, a, a, men's, a men's Aussie world champ for a while now. Not since Parker, I don't think. I think it's been that while. I think it's true. Yeah, mate. Julian it Wilson came true, close. But how, are, are we far yeah. off? Are we far off? Ockie, can um, you see? see oh, that mate, we've got to mention the elephant in the room right here. The Brazilians? It's, um, <laughs> it's, 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 no, yeah, well, it's, it's that. But plus, it's the location, you know. It's, um, mm. it's that location that they're pretty unbeatable, you know, like. These these days, you know, it's tough because they have the whole year and it's a slog. You know, you have to do really good in these individual events and even win a few. And you can be, you know, in the lead. Like a, a perfect scenario this year would be Jack Robinson. You know, I mean, he probably he could easily win pipe. He, he won pipe last year. Yep. He could win Chopu. He could win. Um, there's an event in Fiji. He's all he's an expert, and it's hard to beat in those locations. He, he's got a lead right, but then he goes to Trestles. And, um, you know, they take the points away, even though he's going to be in the final. You know, a Brazilian <laughs> probably, you yeah. know, the odds are that a Brazilian's probably going to take him out. But, um, you know, it's, it's tough. Uh, mm. You know, I don't, re- I don't agree on this uh, new format at all. It's been four, three or four years now, and um, there's been a Brazilian win every time. Mm. Um, uh, it's, yeah, I'd like it to go back to the old way, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Now, before we get to the next question, Rooster Muzz says... Hey, guys, did Mark Ocalupo, was he on some helium before that interview? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I know. It does sound like that. Um, uh, I know. Uh, oh, Early uh, days, mate. We've all been there, Rock. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. I, I could have been on all kinds of stuff, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who did you like from that, that first round? I mean, John John Florence is always pretty tough to beat, isn't he? In Hawaii. In yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, he looked really good, and um, he'd be probably the guy to beat. But I, I think I believe Jack Robinson can, yep. and mm. is, is is as good in the barrel and um, and um, at those really big heavy waves. He'll he'll have a go and and charge as hard as John John. So I think that's our big hope for Australia. Australia, sorry, um, to take this one out. And um, yeah, it, it's going to be an exciting comp because this big swell's coming through is going to last for a few days. So mm. if it's not on tomorrow, it'll be on the next couple of days and hopefully tomorrow. But 
it'll be really good viewing, you know. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, now, obviously, the women haven't started yet, but there's a notable omission, no. which is Steph Gilmore. So really just a 12-month break we're thinking at the moment. And when she comes back, if she comes back, is will that, will that sit in her favour, do you think, Oki? Or do you think he'll put her behind the eight ball a little bit with the others? Um, it's an interesting move, you know, like, is she doing it for the Olympics? I'm not too sure. Yeah. I mean, Carissa Moore's having uh, a break too and, and, and maybe not coming back by the sounds of it. You know, these girls are getting older. They've won a lot of world titles. Yeah. There's some really good new girls now. Uh, after a, a, taking a break, um, the tour's hard, man, like, you, mm. you know, just just to get ready for every event. And, you know, it's just a big year. I don't know if they have a really nice time on the off. They might not come back. I'd love to see them both come back. But, um, you well, know, yeah. I think that's, I don't know. that's probably a, a, a point, a good point you make, Ock. I mean, um, you, you went through your own struggles throughout your professional career. But did. It, it's not about, it's not just about this, you know, fun-loving life where, you, you know, you're traveling the world and you're surfing and you're having a great time. It's work. And, and the stresses that come along with that, sometimes you do need a break from it. And, you know, and, and sometimes if you get the taste of the, the good life away from it, maybe you think, well, yeah. maybe the, maybe I don't want to head back there. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is too good no, life. you're right, Maddie. because you're right, Maddie. A year's not enough. You know, I, I took a few years off and um, and then I found my hunger to come back. But, like, you know, yeah, I don't think a year's enough um, and they are getting on. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm not too sure there. Mm. You mentioned the Olympics there and, of course, surfing uh, plays a major role now. Um so it's in Paris, of course, the Olympics. So what's what's the break like over there for the surfing? Oh, it's epic. It's oh, going to really? be the best. Uh, it's going to be the best ever. You know, like Chopu's the wave. Um, it's uh, you know, it, it's just a glory wave. It's on reef and it's really heavy and it's such a spectacle. Really easy to film. Um, you can get so close and um, it's going to show what surfing's about. As long as they get a big swell for it, but mm. um. I mean, even if it's, you know, head high or bigger, it's still, it's still really good. Japan was good last year. You know, they did get waves. We were worried about that, um, that it was going to be flat over there in Japan. But they did get a, a swell, even though it was on shore mm. and a bit, you know, a, a bit crappy. But, but the, it's going to be the real deal this year. Like They're going to see what surfing's about, um, the whole world. And uh, if they get a big swell, they're going to say that surfing's the best sport in the world because, <laughs> you know, when it's in waves like that, it is, you yeah. know. It's a sight for sore eyes, it really is. Yeah, so, mate, on, on the women's side of things, we've got got some great young Aussies coming through. Molly Picklam in, in, in particular, she she was fantastic last year. Tyler yeah. Wright, former world champion. Yeah. Um, it's a deep, it's, it looks, it's a deep competition on the women's side. Who, who do you like for the for the pipe uh, pro and who do you like for the uh, the season? And just before you give me a tip here, I just want to give you a heads up. Last time mm. we had Parco on the yeah, show. Yeah, he tipped us a beauty. Tipped us Ethan yep. Ewing to win. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Oh, Ribble, mate, wasn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh, mate, we we cleaned up. And you so, put your money on it. Like, yeah, no, no. We, well, well it, it, it was to win Margaret River, was it? Was yeah, it Mar Margaret River. No, no. I think it might have been Bells. Did was he win it? Bells, Ethan? He won Bells last year. Didn't it he? was Bells. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, right. yeah. He did yeah, win yeah, Bells, yeah, mate. Yeah. Yep. So he tipped us into that one. So we're looking for a winner here oh, on, the, on the men's or the women's side at Pipe. All our listeners, get your pens ready. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I I I think. I think Molly Picklin could win the mm -hmm. women, um, you yeah. know, and she's, uh, you know, she's um, she's in good stead and she's not the favourite, but, you know, she'd probably be a good bet. Uh, you know, in the men, you know, it's hard for me to go past John John Florence or uh, Gabrielle Medina. 
Um, or, you know, I mean, Jack Robinson. But if you spend <laughs> your money around too far, you're not going to win, are you? There's <laughs> probably too many. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's got to be one of the three. Take your pick. In the men, I think, uh, John John, um, Jack or Gabriella. Right, uh, Nice. Good stuff. Hey, Oki, thanks very much for, for taking time out to come on Sports Day. Now, before we let you go, you're, no still, worries, getting out, you're still getting out a fair bit? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm um, fighting fit. Yeah, I love it. I'm out there as uh, much as I can. The waves haven't been great lately, though. They've been, yeah, with those two cyclones haven't come into our window. Those last two, they just created havoc over land. So we need those things to stay out to sea and come down our way. But um, but I'm still surfing every day. Good still stuff. ripping. Still ripping stuff. out there at, uh, yeah, at Snapper. I've seen it. I've seen the videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice stuff. Awesome, oh, mate. Thanks, mate. 1999 yeah. World Championship. Mark, hey? Mark Ocalupo joining us on okay. Sports Day. Thanks, Oki. Thanks, boys. Let's get to the break. Sats and Rap for Sports Day. He's a good guy, isn't he? Oh, he's the a great champion guy. Oh, good guy. stuff. It's a great story, actually. He's actually got a good book. There's a oh, good mate, book written about Oki. Yeah, mm. it's an amazing life. It's like a rock star life, isn't it? At oh, a very early age. Back in those days, yep. um, what, what he was exposed to and lived through and the, the way he handled it, it was great to see him come back and, and you know, overcome the, the demons and, yep. and win a world title. Absolutely, yeah. Look out for Sunrise. Enjoy local service. That interview was brought to you by Sunrise. There's over 1,200 stores Australia-wide. Visit newsunrise.com.au. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. And a Monday night, I've got to say, Rat and, and Daddy Vass and listeners, we've got a lot of love for Oki. He's one of the, one of the great guys, Oki. I mean, we, we gave Daddy Vass to him. We gave him the number of Oki today. And, and yeah. he, Daddy Vass, you just contact him and he just <laughs> says, yeah, no worries, boys. I'd love to come on. You know, he's just oh, he's so he's easy of, to talk to. He's a, mate, I, I took him out to the, uh, the Titans when they played the Sharks a few years back. Yep. And uh, <laughs> we were sitting in the Palladium Club. With the owners, he rocks up in his Sharks jersey, his Sharks scarf, <laughs> still loves his Sharkies, uh, loves his surfing, and, mate, he's, he's doing really well in his life. And, um, yeah, he's a good mate and a, and a great fella. Simon from Balgownie on the text line, 0457 736 736 or 8833 from New Zealand. Really enjoyed the interview with Mark Ocalupo. Thanks, fellas. Looking forward to the pipeline tomorrow, 5 a.m. Fox Sports, and the force forecast on Surfline is fantastic. And also another one there from Stepper from Redcliffe, Daddy. I yeah, mean, yeah, um, yeah. He says, Oki's world title win was a fantastic comeback from weight problems and other demons. Absolute champion from Stepper at Redcliffe. We should we should try and – that maybe could be a bit of a to- topic tomorrow night. Who are people that have you thought were down and out for whatever reason and they rise from the ashes? Yeah, oh, it's not a bad a few one. Of them, I like that. Panthers in the grand final. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow night. I think. Um, they did. So hold your powder, everyone. Uh, Hi guys, one of the best surfers was Newcastle's Mark Richards. Sporty Gav says he oh, won some absolutely. world titles too. He was, yeah, he the was wounded uh, seagull. The wounded seagull, of course. Now, why was it the wounded seagull? He used to like have his arms out when yep. the bottom turned and mm. uh, take the drop. I- I'll tell you. To get a Mark Richards board, you know, like he shapes boards, Mark yep. Richards. But mm. if you if you like a retro Mark Richards board, you know, glass yep. beautifully, like the red with the, the yellow light, the yellow logo. Or yeah. sort of yellow lightning bolt through the middle of it, mate. They are worth a squillion, and they're like a, they're like a piece of art. Does he still make them today? 
Yeah, but they're hard to get. Well, he'd, be, he'd be late 50s. Mark oh, Richards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah, yeah, easy. Now, uh, this is the enhanced games we're about to talk about. I don't know whether you read this over the weekend. Daddy Vass sent this to us on our mm. WhatsApp group. Over the weekend, it was announced that billionaire Peter Thiel is going to fund the enhanced games. Now, I think this has always been a bit of a talking point. Always. People sitting around having a few beers. and So to rival the Olympics. Now, remember we had the Goodwill Games? They tried to rival the Olympics, didn't they? The Goodwill Never Games Never got off. The Games will allow athletes to use performance-enhancing drugs just to see who's got the best chemist. What? Well, well, I mean, you've still got to be an athlete. And this is the thing that, that sort of annoys me a little bit. It's like like with the Barry Bonds thing in, yeah. in Major League Baseball and Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. And, and that, they, you know, they were, they were, you've still got to hit a baseball that's going 100 mile an hour. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It's just if you hit it, it's going to go a little bit further. Yeah, it's going to yeah. go a bit further. Now, <laughs> like, you've still got to train. You, you can't just take stuff and think that you're all of a sudden going to become this great athlete. Now, I, I, I've always been of the opinion, like, mate, pe- people are going to, some some people in certain countries are forced to do it. Mm-hmm. We know that yep. uh, through systematic doping programs. What's happened in Russia? What's happened in China? Well, Sochi Olympics wasn't it? Um, yeah. You see, you see, um, other people uh, they're doing they're doing it because it's they, they need to win because it's their life. You know, they're from a they eastern bloc country or a third country, world country, country yeah. and you know, and then you've got countries like us that are like, you know, we, we haven't got a. Well, we've got a few athletes that have done the wrong thing, but mm. p- primarily, like overall, like we're a pretty clean sporting nation. Well, we've seen over the years, haven't we, Ray, especially with the, the 100 metres, which is the blue ribbon event at the Olympics, mm. and, and how many of the of the runners in the final, and this is excluding Usain Bolt because, you know, he's won three Olympic gold medals and in clean. the 100 only, and clean. Well, he hasn't been caught. Well, well We've got no evidence. Well, to we've prove got no that. evidence either. But yeah, we had so no like Lance Armstrong, never got tested about four hundred times and never, never, never pissed positive. Yep. You know, like mm. I shouldn't say that peed positive. Oh, yeah. It was never glowing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, whoa, whoa, so whoa, whoa, radioactive. Whoa, hey, hey, you know. But in saying that, can I can I say, and I might be part of the minority here, but he was in a sport that was pretty rife with performance enhancing drugs, EPO, and it wasn't only him. I mean. It's it's probably fair to say that with the financial backing that he had, the resources that he had, that he was able to employ people to create a a far more superior program than any other team. Well, the few the, the well, th- this is what says to me um, that that it is it was rife at the time. Um, if something like that normally, if something like that happens, Sats, mm-hmm. what do they normally do? Like if 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 you know, like when Ben Johnson got disqualified. They gave Carl Lewis the gold, the gold medal. medal. Yeah, right. What? Well, why didn't they give the next guy the gold medal? Exactly. In the, in the, in the no one's France. putting their hand up. And you know they? what? No, yeah. no one's putting their hand up. Go, give it to me because they everyone the will go. Put on them. You're you are juice to the eyeballs as well. <laughs> you're not getting it. <laughs> like, yeah. Because people would come out of the woodwork. So yeah. if he's not having it, you're not having it. So are we liking this? Are we liking the enhanced games? I well, like it. No. I'd, I'd like to see just once. I'd just like to once. see it. I'm just, if, if it's they're doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but know. it sets the wrong example. No, no, no. For young for, young, for kids coming through, I want to see it just no, once. No. Just once. If, if it's if it if it is, I want to see if someone r- it breaks nine seconds in the hundred. No, minutes. no. What what happens is, if it's done medically mm-hmm. and it's and it's all you know overseen by professionals, 
it's it's far safer than what's happening at the moment. Like people are doing it. Yeah. It's like what they do with. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to use the same example. Look at Amsterdam. They just legalize drugs and they have less drug problems in that country than any other country. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, yep. they they look at like it's like it's all it's all monitored. Mm. I don't yeah. know. Call me. I don't know. Your off, age. I don't know whether they get off the ground. It'll come down to each athlete and how much they're going to get paid as well to be to be put in a spotlight like that. Like that. Before we get to the break, Oki is a legend. My two-year-old stole his spring rolls at a Chinese restaurant, Marina Mirage, nine <laughs> years ago, and he just laughed and invited me over to have a beer with him. Oh. What a legend! One four seven says, and also Canara Cowboy says, "Thank God Townsville has no waves. Surfing with sharks is one thing. Crocodiles is a whole different beast." This is Sats and Rat <laughs> for Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. Yeah, not long to go till we finish the first hour. So we'll get to a few of your texts here on Sports Day with Sats and Rat from Monday night. Crime Scene said, Sats, remember to vet my texts at this time of night. I'm a little bit loose. Yeah, we always do that with you, Crime Scene. Actually, Crime Scene, your text messages come through in, in like a, a red font because that means we have to screen them. So you're in a very <laughs> special group. What else we got there, Rat? We got from Hambone. He says, Sats and Rat disagree with no grand finals until under 13s. Mm-hmm. Kids are missing out on a sense of occasion, winning and losing under 11. Runaway Bay versus Burley is one of the most memorable childhood moments. We lost, but I thought I was playing in the Winfield Cup. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, my, my, one of my fondest memories is the under 11's grand final, Narang versus Runaway Bay mm-hmm. at Tugan. Yep. Grand final. We won on the day. Still see a few of those boys around and we still talk about it. Yeah. Picture on the clubhouse wall. Pretty special moment. Yeah. Well, you make a good point, Hambone. I uh, love the Woogie. He's the backbone of a great show, the KFC chicken backbone. <laughs> 133 says, uh, guys, can I ask you, you think we'll get this year's wooden spoon in the NRL? I'm going the Tigers. They'll finish on 16 points, George at Minto. We'll get to that at the top of the oh, second hour. Yeah, that's a good one. And the second hour, we've got the interview with Schauser, which is a great initiative for country sporting facilities, how they can make money, and also that's ridiculous. This is Sats and Rat for Monday Night Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. Happy birthday. Who's this for, Rat? Uh, Gus, Freddie, Rico, Luke Rico, Richardson. yeah, all proud Roosters men yeah. in their days. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. Happy birthday to those three guys. Freddie's yeah, yeah, fifty-two that's... today. Um, just looking at Freddie's, I was billeted with Freddie. I'm Brucing here. I was billeted with Freddie. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm Brucing. We, no, we we can't, we can't, we can't forget. Who? Rooster Muzz. Oh, it's Rooster Muzz's <laughs> it's birthday Rooster Muzz's well. birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Rooster birthday, Muzz. Happy birthday, mate. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll be off the bit tonight. No, if no, he, he won't be. He's ready to go. Yeah. All right. How Tell old us you, your story. So how old do you reckon Rooster Muzz is? I reckon he'd be 58. Yeah, 
I'm going 56. Yeah. I'm going 56. Fifth turning 56. Tell us how old you are, Rooster Muzz. Rooster Muzz. How old are you today? Yeah, 52 today, Freddie. I was billeted with him in 1989 at a Australian schoolboys carnival. Mm. And I don't know why, but the, I was at Queensland. He was New South Wales uh, combined high schools. Mm. And no, Catholic. And Jason Deeth was Jason New Deeth. South Wales combined. Yeah, we were right. building together for some reason. I don't know why. No, that happened in the Australian, yeah. in, the, in the national rugby titles in 93 too. Like, I, I, I know, um, like my mum billeted a few people yeah. and they're all from different states. Yep. So I think it stopped you billeting like three teammates and them playing up in a house because they yeah. knew each other and yeah. then you, you know, get up and get up and no good. So everyone kept talking about this Brad Fittler. And so he, he just carved it up in the carnival and he forced Julian O'Neill into the centres for the Australian schoolboys team. Um, Paul Davis, remember the Paul Davis, the big 5'8 from Balmain Tigers? Mm. He was unbelievable as carnival, didn't get picked. And Freddie was the best player in the carnival, but no one had ever seen I hadn't really seen him, to be quite honest. But And then fast forward, remember the old Saturday afternoon ABC games? Penrith versus West. At, Two o'clock. Yeah. At first West at West Home Ground. Warren Boland. Yeah. Calling the game. And... Um, and this kid comes off the bench. He's 17 years of age. It's Freddie. Oh, he was so good. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's the guy I was just billeted with playing mm. first grade. And then the following year, 1990, he's 18 years of age. Makes his origin debut. I think it was in Melbourne. Mm. Ridiculous. Imagine playing origin at 18. Mate, I, I, I have a did. similar story to that. Mm -hmm. And it was Jonah Lomu. Oh, like, you played schoolboys against yeah, him. Was yeah. he a number eight? Is number that right? Eight, and yeah. just decimated me. Like he just picked up every scrum, picked up and ran over the top of me. The next year he's playing for the All Blacks. Uh, he, he played some sevens. And then in 95, like literally two years later, mm -hmm. he has dominated world rugby at the, at the highest level at the World Cup. I think they, I think, I think the team got poisoned in South Africa. That's why they didn't win. Oh, that's the '95 World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. saying. Anyway. So, what year were you schoolboys? '93. So that '95, he was 19 years of age. Yeah, and just mate, just man. Is that when he ran over the top of the English fullback? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, was, I think it was Mike Cat. I think it was, it was too. It was Mike Cat. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was 19 yeah, yeah. years of age at that World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, insane. Didn't we all grow up on the Jonah Lomu rugby uh, PlayStation games? But he, he was just, he transcended the game. He was that, he was that big and strong. And Freddie, Freddie was certainly like, you know, something out of this world. I just, yeah, to, that, that, the, the Jonah Lomu time was, was something else. Well, we nearly got him at the Titans mm. for that. Didn't Adidas say if you go there, you're not, because we were with Nike. Well, at the time, I went and picked him up from the airport. I've, oh, never, no, I've never seen so much media in my life, mm. like international media, Asian media. We're mm. at the Brisbane airport. So I picked him, and he loved cars. So we went to the Frizzells, who, uh, who now the owner, one of the owners of the Gold Coast, but they were one of the major sponsors. We got one of the Audi Q7s. Mm. And I, I picked him up, put him in the car, and all he wanted to talk about was the car. And his then wife was his manager mm. as well. The hardest manager to negotiate with ever. Mm. So we met in the office in, in headquarters, and basically, it was not about signing t Jonah Lomu the player. It was about signing Jonah Lomu the brand. And what he'll do for they wanted life. they wanted um, they wanted a certain amount of money every bit of merchandise and tickets that are sold. Yeah, entry tickets and merchandise that are sold. Yeah, we tried to explain there's a salary cap. You can't do that. That comes under the salary cap. Doesn't matter. Um, what are we thinking position wise? 
Johnny Cartwright, the coach, said, I, I think you'll be an impact player off the bench, whether you're playing on the wing, in the back row, front yeah. row, whatever it may be. And they said, what sort of numbers we're talking? And back then it was 2007. Mm. Um, now your highest paid players are on about sort of four or 500,000 a year. Mm. We're thinking 350. And his wife said, it's got to be minimum seven figures. Or we'd, there's no use even being here. So he's on a plane that night back to New Zealand. Yep. We we're pretty confident we weren't going to get him. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't think he needed the money. Um, I, I know he had a lifetime deal with Adidas that was worth a stupid amount of money. Yeah. But he was a good human being. Um, yeah, I heard that. You know, yeah. Really nice guy. I played against him again when I went back over to rugby when he was at the Hurricanes, I think. And, um, yeah, we had a few chats and lovely guy. Most of the – well, not most. I actually, no, no, I will say most because there was one or two that really rubbed me up the wrong way. But most of the Kiwi rugby players, fantastic fellas, mm. great guys. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was good. All the New Zealand people are usually. Yep. One three hundred zero one eleven seventy. We've got James from Hornsby on the line. How are you, James? Oh, good, mate. I just walked in the back door and I've got two dogs attacking me. They haven't seen me all day. What sort of dogs? Uh, one's a beagle. One's a wolfhound cross coonhound. Beagle. Nice. Nice. Mm. I remember uh, Ryan Girdler had two beagles. Their names were Kevin and Keith. Mm, nice. <laughs> What's on your mind, James? Um, yeah, regarding these juniors, yeah. um, I disagree with nobody grand finals. Give the, the winner of the grand final, you know, under sevens and up, give them a bigger trophy than the runners-up. They get a smaller trophy. Mm. Yeah. So you get something for getting into the grand final, and it teaches the kids, you lose. So what? Life still goes on. Yeah, I agree. The thing is, also, I agree with the tackling. Yeah. But say when they get to nine, ten years of age, then you, if you're going to bring tackling in, you've got to then bring in weight grades. Because you can't have a kid, you know, weighing 50 kilos, you know, 11-year-old, 50 kilo, you know, big, huge boy, against little 40 kilos or 35 kilo kids. They just run through them. Yeah, yeah. That destroys it a lot more. Than um, just getting flogged, you know. Oh, oh, we're playing that team. They're all full of these guys, kids, you know, two times as big as us. Mm. We're going to get smashed. Yeah, it's not much fun. And that's happening now, even though they are doing tackling. So. Well, well, I will say this though, and 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 I, I, I know if 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 you're you know 12 years old and you're 70 kilos, and they put you up into a 70 kilo tournament and you're playing against 16 year old kids mm. that 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 12 year old kid's going to get absolutely hammered absolutely he'll be yeah. lost to the game mm. i don't mind I, and i and i know this might sound difficult for some people but i was always a, i was always a little kid i yeah. was and well you're, you're a little adult, adult yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> but i but I, I had to work it out like i had to find my way around i had to find my way around the field and it taught me um, deception. It taught me. It wasn't just about all right. That kid's the same size as me. I'm going to run over him. Mm. I had to think my way around a footy field. So I think I, I get it. Like there are some kids that are just so much bigger than the other kids mm. at certain ages. I don't maybe know. Play, maybe maybe play them up a year, maybe two years. But but when you have these anomalies where you've got a you know like like I said, we have some seven twelve year old kids that are weighing yeah you know seventy kilos. I don't know, James. Have we got enough in participation numbers to do? Weight categories, weight for age. I'm not sure. Sorry, I don't know whether we've got the participation numbers in some areas to do the the, yeah, weight, the weight for categories. age. Yeah, yeah, weight yeah. for age. Yeah. yeah, might be a struggle. Mm. I mean, guys, when I was seven, I was playing hockey. I was playing against under 11s. Yep. Yep. And I was beating them. Yep. And then when I, I went up with each, each year, I went up with the guys, the same team. They yep. had another mate. 
until we got to 11 years of age playing against 16-year-olds. Yep. Now, we had the skill level to beat them. Yep. And we were, you know, okay, stand on the soapbox. Yeah, okay, I was, we were better than the other, like, 11-year-olds, way better. Yep. But our parents pulled us out of that team because we were just getting muscled out and getting flattened by 16-year-old kids. We, they were just too big. And that's yep. hockey. That's supposed to be non-contact, really. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's, so, there's, a, there's an argument on it. You know, you've got to have some sort of... Protection mechanism. Take in it. Yeah, you yeah. can't just say, "Oh, yeah, Rodio, you're you're 50 kilos. You play." I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, having a 12-year-old play against 16-year-olds, no, yeah. that doesn't work. Because no. even though they're that weight, their muscle no, um, and, they're, and they're mentally not equipped either. Good, and their brain power isn't as good as a 16-year-old. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a, it's an argument that um, we could probably talk about for a long time. I know, I know, there's a lot of people that agree with it. I know there's a lot of people that agree. That are against it, but but I, I don't mind. Like I played up, even though I was a little guy. I did play up, uh, up a year because yeah. I, I did the same thing. I started as a four-year-old and moved on with the under six teams in my second year. So I always played a year above myself um, in terms of age group. So uh, you know, playing against those bigger, stronger kids. When I actually did come back to my age group as a twelve-year-old, it was like playing against. Yeah, toddlers. I mean, it's it's a school of hard knocks. Yeah, and some families, easy. some families are willing. And can see it from that angle. Some families that uh, will make the decision that my son is going to get hurt. Mm. And I think there is a lot of mass hysteria around there. But I think in the long run, if if they are playing uh, a year above, whatever it may be, in the long run, it's going to help you out. It's really going to help you out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, And we used to see a lot of that in, in days gone by, but not so much today. Uh, Rooster Muzz says, thank boys. Much appreciated. I'm smack bang in the middle of the 57. age. 57. 57. Nice. There Happy birthday, mate. Happy mm. 57th. Okay, what about what do you make of this? Exiled rugby league player Curtis Scott has accused NRL stars of running scared as he tries to chase a professional boxing debut. Now, just to remind, he wasn't going to be registered by the NRL from previous charges he had against him. Um, they were domestic related. So now he wants no to running scared. Now he wants to start a, a boxing career and he's he's already trying to uh Throw mate, a lob a hand grenade over the uh, over the fence to the NRL. Player. Mate, this is this is um, George Rose and his media teams. <laughs> Who's running scared from him? Yeah, I mean, it's great, smart. You know, you get it yep. out there, and you know, I mean, he's trying to he's trying to make some money. He's trying to get some publicity around what he's trying to do. He's he can't play NRL now, which is a real shame. Yep. Um, but you know, it's brought on by his own actions. They asked Tavita if he'll step up. They did? Yeah. Uh, as, and Tavita responded yet? Doesn't, no. Isn't Tavita with those guys? Well, Is he with? Yeah, the, he is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so running scared, come on. What about that for a matchup? What? Tavita versus Curtis Scott. Well, it's just two ex-footy players having a fight. They're not boxers. But like our last call, surely there's a bit of a, an imbalance there. No, not really. You don't think so? Why? Front what? roll versus centre? Yeah. Versus a winger? Curtis Scott's a big guy. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's oh, a, yeah, he's, he's a six three. Yeah, he's a like big, solid, mm. big kid. Not as thick as what. Not as thick as Tavita. Tavita is. I think he'd be taller than Tavita. Mm. Be like you, yeah. type. I thought it would have been like you boys in the gym, in the in the ring. No, Actually, no, Rats no. Young Blokes just given. He sent me a picture the other day. <laughs> Rats Young Bloke has just got his blue belt in jiu-jitsu. so he's walked into his dad oh, and here's my old gi, yeah. and here's my white belt. Dad, you're going to start jujitsu. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I start up. Wednesday night. Oh, in between, yeah. in between shows. We're going to be rolling on the ground. No, here. we are not. Myself and Ray. We're, we're definitely, not. We'll watch, definitely not. Watch for the videos, <laughs> listeners. <laughs>
Now, I've got a text message here yep. uh, saying, Miracle, Miracles Johnston, of course, Malcolm Johnston. Malcolm. 14 years old. His only dream was to play for the Seagulls, not ride the King, Kingston right. Town. He captained New South Wales schoolboys. Uh, when interviewing him, I asked how old were the kids he played. He said seven or eight. The year later, it went to age group. Miracles couldn't get a start anywhere. So there you go. Went and rode horses. Fair to say he had a fair career. One of the great guest speakers, Miracle Johnston. One of the great guest speakers. Mate, he, he is one of the funniest men. I was, oh. I, he was one, a very, very close friend of my dad's. Yep. I, I think I, I would have saw him speak about five times. Laughed my guts out every time and didn't hear the same story twice. Just phenomenal. Yep. Phenomenal. The He's stuff. outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. Um, now, I got belted, Big J Dog said, I got belted by the Mount Druid Islander boys and it taught me to offload. There you go. Yeah. You're right. Like you said, Rat, you got to think about things. Well, well, I mean, you know, I certainly wasn't going to be running straight over anyone. Yeah. I, I couldn't. Um, no. And it taught me how to play with a bit more um, initiative and, and, you know, not be so straight up and down. I, I honestly believe it, it made me the player that I am now. Yeah. Well, well, that I was when I played. Was that through co a lot of good coaching as well? Yeah, good yeah. coaching. We had, you know, talk about club legends in the early days. We had a guy named Woodsy who mm. coached us. And, um, you know, we, we had a pretty handy side. None, none of them actually went on with it. We were undefeated for five years from, from six to, well, I played under 11s, but I was only 10. <laughs> um, How good was it when you sat in the dressing sheds under 12s? And the other team manager from 13s would come around and say, do you want to sit on the bench? With oh, the mate, yeah, absolutely. It's the, the best. Let me rip in. Hey, that text message that I got just before, that's from Mark Warren. Vizard. Vizard. Yeah. Son of Ray Warren. Great nice man one. himself, Vizard. Good mates of MG, Mark Warren. Mm. Hey, Mark, can you tell your brother Chris at the West Tigers that we want to talk to Benji, please? Yeah. He's putting up the he's putting up the the wall. Uh, yeah, the barriers the are wall. up. Yeah. Come on, we want to get involved. There's a project for we you want there, to get by Zard. And Isn't tell him that it was me. It was me, mm. the rat on SEN, that said that the Tigers were going to be the, the most improved team last you year. You did, yeah. And I'm going to say it again this year. And we've been banging on about how good Benji's going to be, how smart he is as a coach, how good he is Give as a Give us player. some access. We are giving them that much access. love. Access. That's all we want. They're giving us nothing. Nothing. That's your brother, Mark right, We're going to turn it around. Yeah, we're going to exactly. turn it around. We don't do worry, love them, but the, the support might might turn if we don't get access. Six five one on the text line says, "Wait for age. How do you have an Australian schoolboys under eighty kilogram side?" Well, it's a little bit different when you get into opens, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I was. I, I was think a, it's more. I was, a, I was an NRL under eighty kilo player. Yeah. You can have it, mm. but they're out there. Preston made his debut at fifty eight kilos. No, I was 65. <laughs> 65. 65. With a jersey on, mm. he was seventy two. Yeah. When yeah. it got wet, I was eighty. I, I think it's more <laughs> it's around big, when you. Big. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Mate, Tiger Ray from Sussex, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's not happy. Mm -hmm. Asats and Rat, on my way back to the beautiful Sussex Inlet. We had a holiday house in Sussex Inlet. Geez, I love that place. Seems pretty ridiculous that the World Cup champions can't get a gig on live feed air. Really loved the repeats of Antiques Roadshow, though. <laughs> I think it's time that these one days had, had some more importance again. I would love to try your quad series back with Australia A. I watched the game from 94-95 in the batting lineup. Was Hayden, Blewett, Langer, Martin, Ponning, and Bevan. I'd love to see the Bears back. Do you think regional New South Wales could possibly be a base? Um, that's actually a really good point. That's really a good point, I think, around a regional team in New South Wales. If you went to one of the biggest regional areas. Where? Dubbo? Dubbo. Orange? Mm. Nah. A little bit too small. Well, Newcastle. Look at, what, look at Newcastle. Well, they're a regional 
yeah. there, aren't they? If you yeah. went to a regional, one of the biggest regional places, yeah. um, like a Dubbo, like a Wagga, mm. those sort of places, and you had a boutique stadium that fit anywhere from 15 to sort of 18,000 people. Mm. Could yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. but I, I also agree with the cricket stuff. Yeah, and you know what? When they p- picked Australia A, mm-hmm. and you'd watch those series and Australia A would be playing Australia, you'd see all the, the players that are coming. Yep. You know, so you'd know, you know, if Bevan wasn't in, then Blue would get a start or Blue or, you know, like just sort of that sort of stuff that was going down. We used, to, we used to do a camp in um, Glen Innes at mm. school coming through at Coombar. Geez, they'll, they'll rug the Reds up down there. Mm. Yeah, they always are. Always have been in the country. There is... Uh, Cowboy says, back when I was playing for Ignatius Park in the grade eights, Ignatius Park are in Townsville. The boys from Abergowrie and Mount Carmel were full of boys that had beards. Tough games, but they played fair. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean. Do you think it's a lot of, I, I suppose mums are making a lot of the decisions now? Well, at the end of the day, the sad, kids, which it, are, they're it, a little bit more protective of their you, you can't, sons and daughters. You can't take away from the fact that our game is, and, and similar to, you know, what happened in American sports many years ago. You know, our sports now getting infiltrated by the Polynesians who are, yep. you know, they're, they, they, they're bigger. Yep. They're stronger. Genu- genu- generally faster. Yep. Um, yeah. At times, way more athletic. It's, it's, it's going to happen. And mm. if you want to play the game, um, you I know, know, I mean, the, the West Tigers or, or, or Cronulla or the Titans aren't going to go, listen, we, we've, we've got our, our quota. Yep, of these big, strong Polynesians. No, stay there for me. What are, you, what are you talking about? You're talking to Glenn, aren't you? Yeah, I've got po- Glenn on the line. <laughs> Polynesian boy. We, we've got a quota of big, strong, fast Polynesians that are going to help us win in the comp now, so we need some little white guys. <laughs> like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So work it out. Yeah. You know, like, you either get good or get out. Exactly. <laughs> you know, or, yeah, just, yeah. or just play for fun with your mates and, you know, play in a lower division and, and enjoy it. Yep. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard, regardless. Are you, you finished your conversation with Glenn now? <laughs> what was or? going on there? What? He didn't think he was well, on he air. Kept, he kept hanging up. Oh. Is he oh, still right. there? Yeah, he's there. Okay, well, try him. Glenn, how are you? Glenn, how are you, buddy? What's going on? Yeah, listen, I missed the ad break. Oh, so, sorry, you blokes missed the ad break. Yeah. So home and away is back on. I'll ring you back. I'll ring you back before the end of the show. Good luck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? What are we? Like a call centre? Oh, <laughs> so he's telling us now. Mm. Uh, I'm in a way does not come first. I don't think we can take that call back. Mm. This sets a really bad precedent. Billy Slater, before we get to the break, Billy Slater has announced that he's open to selecting both Caelan Ponga and Reese Walsh for the Maroons this season. I, I, I think Caelan, uh, Reese Walsh attacks to the right side way better than the left, mm-hmm. and Caelan Ponga is the opposite. Could you imagine having Caelan Ponga wearing the 13 jersey and just having them both sitting out the back? What? On both sides. I never thought of the thirteen. I always thought he'd handle centre really well. If we, if someone went down the centres, or you know, one will be Valentine Holmes, mm. who primarily plays on the left side. Um, I always thought that he'd probably be a centre or a fourteen, but I haven't thought about a thirteen. Now you know what? In his debut, he went on as a lock. Could you imagine just having those two guys on both sides of the field? You've got Munster on one side, you've got Cherry Evans oh, on the I other, and they've just got their shape set up and. Like, because you're always short a man. You're an ideas you got, man. Because you got the fullback out the back. You got the fullback defending at the back. Yep. Mate, it's when I read that, I was just like, oh, New South Wales in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, well, I will ask you that question. What we're we talking about, I don't like talking about who's going to get the wooden spoon. I don't. Really but either. who did you say? You said. Oh, 
Oh, Parramatta. <laughs> Let's get to a break. <laughs> For Sports Day, oh, Sats and Rat on a Monday night. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Scotty Sattler, Matty Rogers for a Monday night. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've had a great day. Now, if you're a pet owner, which we all are, I'm a pet owner. You, well, you I were was, a pet owner, yeah. but it's a touchy subject at the moment. Well, well, I, you know, I miss my dog. Yeah. You know, but we're going to talk about dogs. It, it still pulls on my heartstrings a bit. Sats losing the lacy uh, about six months ago now. 14 year old. We had a little staffy. And uh, we had to put him down. Well, I've got a staffy friend. He had a great life. And I, and I, I, I get jealous seeing you with your dog. So <laughs> stop posting pictures. Now, as I said, <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a pet owner and you love sport, uh, involved in sporting organisations, where you've got kids in sport, community sport, this is for you, this chat, um, because it's a great concept. We're going to talk to Maddie here from Showers. And before we do that, Showers are dog washers. Fundraise at your footy club. This is the big word. Free installation. And you can still make money as well. Showers.com.au. How are you, Matty? Well, mate. Well, when this was first thrown up to Rad and I, we sat back and we thought, well, I, don't, I don't understand. Explain it to us a little bit more. No, we'll put dog washers in and then money goes in and it's going to a great cause and then the club can make a lot more money as well. So we thought we'd go straight to the source. Perfect. So, mm. Shouser, ex- explain how, how the concept works but also how some community clubs can make money also. Yeah, look, mate, it's a very simple process for us. Um, I'm a North Queensland boy, footy tragic. and What part? Uh, Townsville, yeah, born in nice. Cairns, grew up in Townsville. So, um, you know, there's two teams, the Cowboys and anyone playing the Broncos. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but from our perspective, it's always been uh, coming from a construction background. Uh, we wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, our team uh, designed the showers of dog wash system. Uh, they're made here in Queensland. We're very proud of all aspects. They're environmentally friendly. And for us, we were sort of sitting there going, how are we going to differentiate ourselves? Because everyone just goes to the local car wash. And, and when it was by chance that I've got two young boys and a little girl and I'm at an AFL training session one afternoon and I counted 40 dogs and then went to the rugby league training session and counted another 40 and went, wow, there's, yep. there's something here. Oh, mate. Yeah, and if you came to my daughter's soccer training, you'd, you'd count another 40. Yeah. Um, it is such a great concept. So tell me, how do, how do you differentiate differentiate yourself from the average dog wash? The big thing for us is we know, and having been involved in grassroots footy for all the years, we know that these clubs really struggle mm. to, to get dollars in the wallet. Well, you're looking for extra revenue. 100%. Aren't you? Yeah. And, and we all know that there's so many wonderful people tied into these organisations that spend so much of their own time and effort and money to make it happen. So we sort of thought to ourselves, how can we give something to the sporting community um, and basically, it's it's a very expensive piece of kit that we give the club. They don't reach into their pocket at all. We don't want them to touch it. We install it. We get it all set up, electrical, plumbing, the whole kit. Out of a $12 wash, which is the cheapest in the market, $5 goes to the club. Wow. A dollar goes to guide dogs. What we're trying to achieve is most of those lovely little league clubs, union clubs, soccer clubs, boys and girls – have got an opportunity to not only have some great trophies at the end of the year, but maybe their fields improved, maybe some safer code of conduct, you know, training. New some jerseys. Really good things. New, new jerseys. Kids. Yeah, anything. A- Instead of 
poor people having to, you know, bust Dig their hump day in, day out. Mm. And also rely on governments and what have you. The big thing for us too is um, you don't need a Bricky's laptop in mm. your clubhouse to make money anymore. No. That's what Shows is there for now. So what's an example? You would have some installed already. So if you gave an example to how much a, a community club, for example, could earn in a year. So, look, the easiest way is it's about three to 400 dog washes a month. Um, and that's one every couple of hours. But if you go past any sort of car wash or anything yep. like that, you'll see them lined up out the door. The difference is, is these sorts of um, uh, shower systems are in parks and footy parks and what have you, where people utilise it 365 days a year. Yep. The club doesn't have to have its doors open for them to be making money. For it to operate. Um, and the big thing for us is our independence of accounting. Everyone knows that the dollars are going directly back to the club. It's handled by independent accountants, and that's a really safe thing for us too because our affiliation with the Guide Dogs is something we're immensely proud of. It's something I've learned so much more about, and it's one of those few things in life, and particularly coming from construction, that you actually, when you talk about it, you smile. And when yeah. I talk to other people, they smile. It's a oh. great feeling, mate. Well, I'm excited about it, and, and we've, we've talked at length on this show, Sats, about the, the costs of playing kids' sport nowadays. Like it just and, – and, you know, how families are struggling. Yeah. If a club can put something like this in at no cost to themselves, and and half of the money is going back to the club, basically. I yep. mean, a dollar to the guide dogs, yep. which is fantastic. Yep. Five dollars to the club. I mean, that's a, that's a, a great revenue stream to subsidise those those fees that families are having to pay every year and take a little pressure off the fundraising yeah, exactly. aspect. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So the 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 partnership with Australian guide dogs is is amazing. The dollar goes back as well. So with their money, they're looking to what try and partner dogs with. Look, with clients. 100%, mate. And look, and our, our overall aim, and, and it'll be a joy to you know come back in 12 months' time and tell you guys where we're sitting, but mm. they have around 30 dogs a year shortage. Um, the, the amazing thing about guide dogs is they're not overly government-funded. It's all community-based. And um, when you get to know these people and you get to Not government-funded. They, they have very limited funding from the government. Wow. So we are aiming to fix 75% of their problems in the first year. And by 75% of the problems, it's getting over 20 dogs out there on the road. Um, it is a humbling experience dealing with people with low vision or blindness and seeing not only the wonderful, and I'm pretty, I think I'm a pretty stoic guy. We had a, a lovely young lady come and do a, a test drive when we were testing the machines. She said it was the first time in 10 years that she'd actually been able to wash a dog and had a reconnection with it. And I had to walk away. In all fairness, that... That is amazing. Mm. Um, and as I said, coming from construction where people just yell at you every day and every week, <laughs> it's actually nice to feel good for a change. So, and I feel that the clubs will have that added bonus too. We're talking about junior development. As part of our program with the club, one day a year, the junior sign-on day, all the revenue except for the dollar that goes to Guide Dogs goes to the club. Oh, wow. And we really want that club to turn around and say, hey, everyone in under sevens needs a mouth guard. Where's the dentist? Yeah. You want dentists? Chip up. You yeah. know, this is this is – it's coming back. I feel that the, the ground surge of, of good, wholesome community support, community spirit, it's mm. coming back. Will it be music to the ears of parents who are, oh, who are having to pay each and every year for whatever sport? Some sports are far more expensive than others. We spoke about this on the last couple mm. of weeks. So a great connection to community also is ambassadors. Yes. And you've got to use the stars of any sport to get that connection with, with kids as well, and even the adults. So Brisbane Lions forward, tremendous player. Eric Hitwood yes. is the ambassador. Where did he come into the equation? Look, um, his manager is, uh, does a lot of work with us in the construction world as well. Um, and Eric was proposed to us, obviously, as a, as a superstar. Um, and 
Natasha is, is it not because he's built like a sausage dog? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Well, well, long body, short arms. me. I think so. I wouldn't say that to his face. But uh, Natasha, who's the uh, the general manager of Shouza, um, uh, has struck up quite a, a great accord with Eric. And he's he's a, not only a talented football player, but a wonderful human being. And and he's a massive dog lover. Him and his partner. Um, he's a great ambassador for not only Shouza but football in general. Uh, and we're very proud to have him on board. Now, Rat and I were actually saying, can we go back in time about two months yeah. and invest? I want to invest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know investors in this? Yeah, this, well, is a, this is a great project. Yeah. I, just the feel-good notion of it, but but the it's just, just so convenient. I it mean, is, I, right. when I'd go down and watch my daughter play, when you know, when my little little boy AC was, was kicking around, I'd take him for a walk. If there was a dog washer there, it would have been perfect for me. 100%, mate. Um, look, it's, it's a joke that I've said to a few of the footy clubs that they all should go buy a 10,000-litre water truck and hose down the edge of the ground each afternoon so that they get more business for the door. But <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's a great thing for people to give back to their club and do a wonderful, wonderful thing for a guy. This is outstanding. I think on the back of our show tonight, I think there'll be a lot of people involved in community sport, especially if you've got kids, if you're playing yourself or you're just a, a supporter of your local team. might be the – I know the, the Byron Bay Red Devils. It mm. could be uh, – the Narang Roosters. The Gora Spud Digger, the Super Spuds. <laughs> the Maitland Pumpkin Pickers. Yeah. <laughs> so most importantly, how do we get in, how do we get in contact with, with Shouser? Mate, it's very simple. Um, Shouser.com.au. So that's uh, it's his S-H-O-W-Z-E-R. That's yep. the words, mate. And um, jump online there. There's a web page that's on there. You link it. There's a QR code on your Instagram pages and Facebook pages. Uh, you literally click on that. Uh, put your name down. Uh, we've got a bit of a Club Legends program that we're, we're launching uh, with uh, with SEN, um, and that's really focused on those people within the club that need a bit of recognition. Yep. Um, and, you know, those wonderful ladies that have fed me full of potato scallops and dimmies over oh, the years. Oh, how good were they? The best. <laughs> they are too, Matty. Um, so it's really giving not only recognition to them, but a bit of support. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. A bit of support, a little bit of give back. Awesome. And that's what we were talking about earlier on the show. That's why we teased who's your local club legend, whether it's your, your cricket, your netball, your rugby league, your AFL, whatever it may be. And that's why we've been going through the text messages uh, all night. Maddie, thank you very much uh, for, for coming and explaining what it's all about, Showers. It's very exciting. And, and in conjunction, of course, with God Dogs Australia, Victoria Shaw is here as well and Cash is here as well from Showers uh, sitting in the in the uh, studio here. It's a, it's a great concept. I've got no doubt that a lot of people will get in, involved. So install a Showers into your footy club now and start fundraising as of today, shouser.com.au. Matty, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Very appreciate it. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Uh, Cam has actually sent a text in and says, Rat, can you tell the cat story? <laughs> that's ridiculous. I'm yeah. not telling that. <laughs> I just, mate, I'm... I've just I've lost that, that's a, that's an emotional story for me, Cam. Yeah, uh, I don't no. go there. Just close to your heart. Bad. Now that interview <laughs> we just had um, just then with Matty Thomas from Shouser. Shouser, such a good initiative. It's a great concept. Like we're saying, if community club needs to raise revenue outside of your cafeteria and your raffles and whatever it may be. Oh, mate. 
this can earn really good dollars. Five dollars from every twelve dollars goes back to you as a club, mm. and it can operate twenty four seven. There's no cost to the club. None. They set up everything: yep. plumbing, electricity, everything. This is such a great concept that you already got one text message. Yeah, from Lukey Goodwin at the Bulldogs. Yeah, who he just the Bulldogs said, this got is a, a great idea. They've got a massive network of clubs. Junior base. So NRL yeah. clubs should be getting on this as well and saying to all their junior clubs in their catchment areas, here's a great opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just alleviates so many funding issues you can imagine. And I mean, far out. Every every club I go down to, I mean, I, my daughter, her soccer club, I'll, there'd be 50 dogs there on a, on a Tuesday, on, on every night. Yep. Just families down there with their dogs. What an mm. opportunity. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. Steve from Dubbo says, another outstanding show, fellas. Absolute radio gold. And I've got to say, Steve is one of the most positive people he ever. Because he always, at the <laughs> end of every show, he says, outstanding show, fellas. Radio gold. And Rat, I heard your disparaging comments <laughs> around Parra getting the spoon. Lucky for you, I've decided to put a media ban on myself. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the mighty blue and gold, they're going to do all my talking for me. And we have you and the other Parabashers firmly in our sights. Well, Come on, that's ridiculous. Listen, I'm, I'm a little worried about Para this year. And, and this, is, this is in all seriousness. Yep. Like, what, what, who have they, I mean, where are they going? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they lost Mar Mar Marnie. They lost... They've lost a few players, yeah, and they haven't replaced them. Mm. Uh, I didn't Isaiah, see Papali. Papali. Yeah. I, di I didn't see anything. I, I mean, I haven't heard about any gun juniors coming through that are gonna. I've got to say, when you look at their seventeen, it's a it's a really strong side. It's strong, but for some reason, and whether it's between the ears, I'm not quite sure. Well, they just can't seem to. Well, I, like I, I felt like Cronulla, like one more, it's like yep. Cronulla, right? You look at Cronulla, and go, where, where are they? What are they missing? Mm. You know, we've sort of identified maybe it might be the Adam Fenua Blake edition, uh, uh, Adam Fenua Blake edition in twenty five. It could be that missing piece of the puzzle. Um, I, I'm going to go this year, but what is it that um, that Para are missing? Mm. Because they do have a strong side. They do. I like their hooker, Brendan Hand. Oh, I, I, I am a fan of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Now, a 14-year-old girl found her guinea pig, Maxibon. That's the name of the guinea pig, is it? <laughs> yeah. that Which had the guinea pig. Oh. A sh snake had it. Yeah, the snake had it. A python had the guinea pig wrapped around the guinea pig's ne uh, neck. And the young girl, I think she was only like 12 or 13 or whatever she was, 12. she s snapped into action. She actually picked the snake up, started swinging it round. <laughs> Like so it would let go of the guinea pig, yeah. Imagine if the guinea pig, like the snake, actually let go while she's swinging it around. You know what that's ridiculous is? is she went in, looking at the vision, this was on the Today Show the other day. Mm -hmm. She went into the garden to grab the snake, not knowing what snake it was. Yeah, it at 14, on, that's yeah. at 14, you know too. Yeah. At 14, you know, don't put your hand in there. Yeah. Like she's gone after, like she, like, she must have really loved Maxi Bonds. I do love Maxi Bonds. Come on, that's are, ridiculous. That's a really nice ice cream. Overrated. No. Yeah. Ice cream sandwich. What? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, Maxi Bond's overrated, mate. Mate, who is this mate. bloke? Who knows? <laughs> hey, um, it's who actually knows? made global news. Should we have a listen? Yep. You've heard of the horse whisperer. Well, this is the snake swinger. 12-year-old Rosie Reitman <laughs> peers into the bushes because of an eight-foot python that has her guinea pig in its what? clutches about to make a meal of the little Maximin. So n no way, you silly snake. Rosie grabs a python and starts swinging with little Maximon in its mouth. Her father says she was screaming the whole time. Oh my gosh. The snake eventually drops the guinea pig and it's tossed into a neighbor's yard. And yes, the little guinea pig survived. 
Come Snake on, swing. that's ridiculous. I played with a couple of players that were involved in snake swinging. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't oh. want to know about your after hours. Come activity. on, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, Shout out to you, Jorgo. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's impressive. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, 12 years old. 12 years old, mate, my, my daughter, there was a big blue-tongued lizard crawling through our backyard when she was about two years old. Yeah. And she just walked straight over to it and just grabbed it and picked it up and walked to me with it. Yeah. It was the most freaky. I'm like, put it down. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. This thing's trying to bite her, but she mm. just had a hold of it behind the head. Like she was stoked with I it. They talk about snakes and animals. What about um, uh, Robert Irwin? Oh, He's yeah. the new host on I'm a oh, Celebrity, Get, get, me, get out me Out of Here with yeah. Julia Morris. You've seen that promo. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Good promo. I like it. Yeah. Oh, he's, like a, it. he's a host. He's yeah. a host. Yeah, now Chris. Oh, mate. Well, I, I, still, I still remember Bernard Tomic just getting hammered by a snake in that and just laughing. He just, left, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he left. Yeah, no, yeah, no yeah that's after that. No surprise. Uh, let's get to another uh, That's Ridiculous. What about... Carl Weathers passing oh, away. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's uh, not. Do, do we know how he passed away in his sleep? Well, well, what I'll say is Carl Weathers. I, I yeah, I, I, I liked him in, um, I liked him in Rocky, Rocky, mm. but I loved him in Commando. Was yeah. he Dutch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was he was good in Happy Gilmore, but the Chubs, Chubs, Chubs that's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, which Rocky did because he was in all four he was in four of them. Yeah. Which Rocky did you like him in the best? Ah, uh, Rocky Three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me Rocky too. Three. Mm. Well he dies in Rocky Three, but yeah. I mean it's not you know. No, he dies in Rocky Four. Oh no, he dies in Rocky Four. Yeah, he gets beaten in Rocky Three. Gets mm. beaten in Rocky Three. Yeah. yeah. Oh Still, no, no, he trains in Rocky well, Three. He trains, he trains him. Yeah, 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 trains him. That's where exactly. he's a good guy. There yeah. is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Yeah. Steve mm. says the Maxi Bond is a poor man's Monaco bar. Boom. Steve, don't be Boom. to Steve. See, you have been you've been twisted by the fact that I like a Monaco a, Mona- a, a Maxi Bond and I don't like Parramatta. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's what? <laughs> There's issues. Hey, Big J Dog said, guys, have you heard about the Panthers 2023 Doco? Yeah, I'm led to believe it's South Sydney have got one out at the moment They've on shot YouTube. One? But Panthers apparently have got a Doco coming out. About their grand final year, I well, think it's th- I think it's through the finals. I'm excited. Oh, we need more of it. We need yep. more access. We need more backstage. We don't do enough of it my in rugby league. My, we don't do enough in Australian sport. Yeah, look at American sport. Mm. Why do women love their sport over there as much as the men do? Because they get a, they get attracted to the to the athletes through emotion. Mm. They get to know them as people, not just as this you know bloke on the field bashing other blokes. Yeah, like. It is insane that we don't do it. We don't do enough of it in Australia, that, and it drives me insane. What about the Dolphins? Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. just don't have enough three, of it. Three-part series, great. Yeah. Engage us with the Dolphins. Got to know the players. Got to know the coaches. The, yeah, that the AFL have done a, the AFL have done yeah. a couple of good, really good ones. Show me the money, and mm. they're really good ones. Actually, two-part series. Yeah, there's not enough of it. Yeah. What about that part where he's like, Dwayne's like, "There's no sandwiches." Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I you know, know what? You know what it is. <laughs> it's like you, you're not. Particularly for a new club, mm. and this is where I reckon the Wallabies could could do something. You're not going to win all the time, right? You, you want to, like Australia are not watching the Wallabies play at the moment, but get to know them. Put content out. Get there. to know them. Get to know who they are. Yeah, it's good they move. Should do one around the new coach. New coach, mate. But you know, some of these kids have come from nothing to get to where they are. Mm. Like it'd be good to understand their story and what they're fighting for. Yeah, the family that they're right. supporting, the village that they came from in. The Cook Islands or, you know, whatever. I mean, not every kid was a, you know, 
born with a silver spoon, went to a GPS school and was playing, like there are some great not stories not to be told. Not all like you, is it? No. Yeah. no. <laughs> uh, before we get to the break, it was Predator, not Commando. A couple of the listeners oh, yeah, said Predator. Cam and Predator. Yeah, and also uh, 464 and A Drug League Boys. I played against Carl Webb when I was 12. He nearly made me quit. Yep. Cameron said. And 970 Gladiator says, I got picked up and dumped on my back on a freezing Blue Mountains morning by Tony Pool Tour Ooh. when 16 and survived. Yeah, but guess what? You're here to talk about it. Yeah, and I had the Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Mad Dog McDougal. No, no, oh. no. Um, uh, Tony Carroll. Oh, yeah. No, he used to call him Mad Dog when he was oh. 12 because he was. Let's get to a break and we'll wrap the show up next. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the show. Sats and Rat, mm. Monday night. Let's get to the end of the show. Not long to go, Rat. Couple of texts couple before of texts we go. Here, yeah, yep. From uh, 490, he says, Rat, are you on drugs? Do you think they would compete for a grand final in 10 years? He's talking about the Papua New Guinea. Look at what the Titans have done. Nothing. Mm. What, have we, what have we mean, nothing? We went to win a prelim final after four yeah, years. Didn't win anything. <laughs> uh, Hillstorm Hillary, welcome back, Hillstorm. Evening, gents. Happy New Year from the regular ride. Hopefully, Sats. Melbourne Storm not welcome anymore at PNG. Looking at the all new West Tigers jerseys now. No purple to be seen. Why not? Well, I've, I've got here PNG Bears. Guys, there are gated communities all over the world. Many first world countries have them. It may drag Port Moresby into the 21st century. That's from Crime Scene. There you go. And Raymond Terrace Rooster says masking agents is what saved Lance Armstrong. Mm. And Barocca is what Cadell Evans won on. <laughs> yeah, she uh, won well. on uh, let's, That's the end of the show for Sports Day on a Monday night. Tomorrow night we're going to have Matty Proud, of course, captain of the Sydney Swifts. And mm. we're going to try and get a former North Sydney Bear as, as well. Let's Good night, everyone. It. See you tomorrow night.